0: Welcome back beautiful souls to another episode of the spiritual shift worker podcast. So normally I do a little intro clip at the beginning. uh, So you guys get a taste of what the conversation is going to be about. But I just finished listening to this week's uh, podcast episode with Anne Marie. And even though I found a few clips that are like total bombs that are so good golden nuggets. This entire conversation is so, so important. As I have really started to dig into what it is that is the most important to me, this conversation came in perfect timing. Because Anne Marie has a podcast called Let's Slow Down. And this entire conversation is about being able to say, I will no longer tolerate this for me and my family. Enough is enough. We're too busy. This is not the life that we want and to make a change. And that's why I couldn't figure out and I couldn't decide which clip to share at the beginning of this week's episode. So like I said, there's a lot in this conversation. And I really hope that if you find yourself in a season of life where you just know that you need to make a change, that you know it's time to make a decision in some area of your life, this conversation is gonna hit home. You're gonna resonate with this because you're gonna realize whether you have a family or not, that there's something in your soul, something in your body that is telling you it's time and Anne-Marie's podcast is amazing, so I'm gonna make sure to add that to the show notes, but please listen to this entire conversation. We recorded this actually in the spring, um, and here we are, now October, because hey, it's summer, life gets busy again. That's not what either of us anticipate that we want our lives to be like, but this is a really super important podcast episode for me personally as i am actually in the midst of maybe making some really big decisions in my life about where we're going as a family where my career is going why i'm not pursuing the things that light me up which is this podcast and i just think as with everything it is divine perfect timing that this is the episode this week. So, as always, grab that Java, let's get started. Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift. I will be sharing real life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back and enjoy. Hey, Anne-Marie, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: All right. So we finally decided to hit record um, because we've been chatting for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, we need to get all of this goodness on to yes. this podcast. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, um, you know, tell us a little bit about where you are in the world and right now, what you're most excited about as this version of you in 2023.
1: Oh, I like it. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Anne-Marie. I'm the host of a podcast called Let's Slow Down, which I started a couple of months ago. And I'll get into the why of all of that in a couple minutes. I'm also a wife, a mom of three kids. I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and an elementary s- student. So we've got lots of different ages and lots of things going on, three different schools to keep track of, <laughs>
0: I can only handle
1: few. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. They don't even, like, have the same schedules, so that's hard to follow sometimes. Um, two rescue dogs that are, like, two more kids, as any of you who have dogs know. So I've got them. A lot of living going on in this house. I live in New Jersey, um, out in the country of New Jersey, which a lot of people don't know that exists, and I always like to share that because where I live, there's mountains and farms, and it's it's very – Scenic and beautiful. And as I get older and, and try to just find calm in my life as much as possible, I realize how much having that outdoor space can really impact your well being. And so I love where I live. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm passionate about living an authentic life, a life that I hesitate to use the word control, but, you know, I want to kind of set my own terms. I don't want because for a long time life was sort of happening to me and was setting the terms for me. So I don't know, a couple of years ago, I realized like this is just not a sustainable way to live for me my family. The kids are getting older so fast. And I felt like things were kind of going by in a blur. And I was like, I just need to figure out a different way, a better way for me because I felt really burned out. I felt I just felt like I wasn't feeling great myself, and then I wasn't able to show up the way I wanted to as a wife and a mom and just all the other things. So that's my passion, trying to figure out how to slow down. And And the podcast, Let's Slow Down, is really, it's just, it's a lot of um, very casual conversations with guests who have something to offer in that in that on one of those topics, there's a lot of different topics we talk about in that slow living realm. And um, it's really just to highlight something that I think is a huge issue for many of us. I look around and, you know, all my friends and family, everybody is just tapped out and really busy and going, going, going. And I feel like it's just too much. And I feel like most other people feel like it's too much too. And nobody really knows what to do about it, how to change it. Like, it's just, this is how life is. And for a long time, that's what I accepted myself. And I realized, nope, I have a choice and this is not going to be the way it is for me. So I have discussions about this topic. Um, I certainly don't have the answers, but I'm trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's different for everybody and it's different for each individual at different seasons of their life. Like you were asking about me and who I am in 2023. I'm trying really hard to make this, you know, the number one priority to find find a groove for my family that works for everybody and have that feeling like I am more present and mindful and just living in the moment and making the moment look the way we want it to, and, and be able to have enough time to feel it too, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, so much there. And you know, you're speaking my language because that's <laughs> that's, what, that's what this was about too, this podcast yes. on a different level of the whole mindfulness. And uh, as as I've spoken about before, where my career, right, see how fast life can change in an instance, in, in an instant. And I just, you, you covered so much where there, but what I want to pick at is that, you you you've made a choice you know that you had a choice to make it different and yet so many people even that I see you know given my job but they feel they don't have a choice they're less letting life happen yes to yes. them and to so them. Mm-hmm. what was it for you like was there a specific incident that made you go okay this this is no longer sustainable this is not working for me because I know what it is for me and i've um, talked about it before, but was there a specific instant?
1: It wasn't. I think it was a lot of little things that sort of snowballed and finally just, you know, came to a head and I realized I can't keep living like this. But going back to that, it, it felt like the biggest aha moment when I realized timeout, I can choose something different that was like the most freeing. I felt like I had like the craziest, like enlightenment and like, this is so simple, you know, but we tell our, I think about, I relate this to like what we tell our kids all the time too. Like you can be anything when you grow up, you know, you can do it. And then as we get older, we like just put ourselves, we put these limits on ourselves and we don't feel like we have any choice. And we feel, you know, as, as we get more responsibility, and we have families and we have all of these things. We feel like we are so stuck, but that's really, there's almost never a time when you're completely stuck. Sometimes there is luckily I've never, I've never been there. I've been very fortunate and blessed. Um, But I think it was all these little things. And I think the little things, these little habits, these daily routines, they play a much, they make a much bigger impact Than we give them credit for a lot of times. So seemingly small things like just enjoying your coffee in the morning, taking, even if it's five minutes can really set the tone for your day. Whereas, and I'm trying to do that. Whereas before I was literally like trying to have the coffee, get the kids on the bus, do X, Y, and Z, like making lunches. And it was just this frazzled feeling that I had trouble getting out of because that snowballs too, right? Like a, a lot of that, then it just builds up. So there were some issues with, um, my kids are all youth, young athletes. They do a lot of sports. They really love playing sports. My husband and I both love playing sports as well. The sports climate has changed a lot. That's like a whole nother, it's a whole nother episode for another day, but that has been a real struggle for me as a parent finding, trying to find a happy medium because they do love it. And a lot of their friends do it. So there's like the social piece and they, they are enjoying it. It's just as they've gotten older and they're not that old guys. They're like, like this is 12 and 15 that my older two that I'm talking about. They, um, you know, high school is one thing, but sixth grade, I just, I don't think that any sport needs to happen six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. And and that's what we're experiencing. And we're not doing these crazy club teams or anything. These are more like local teams. And this is just the quote unquote norm for youth sports. And I've, I'm at the point where I'm going as far as saying, you know what, this is like destroying families. This is destroying marriages. Like, yes, there are benefits. I, I mean, I'm the first one to admit there are so many benefits to it, but There are at what cost, you know, I always try to weigh that cost factor out and, and I don't know if they're worth what we're paying Mm. because something like having dinner as a family once in a while Mm. is priceless.
0: Okay. We're going to dig into this. We are going to dig into this Yeah, huge. And I, I love that you brought this up so much, uh, because my youngest is nine and, uh, Alex, my oldest is 13 and so we, okay, anybody knows Canada, like anybody, any of our friends all have their kids in hockey. Yeah. And,
1: and that's a really intense one. Oh right? my <laughs> gosh.
0: And it was one thing that my husband and I, and I remember when the kids were young, especially my oldest, oh, when are you going to get them into hockey? And we, we'd like, right. we're not, we're not because Dave and I both knew that that was not the lifestyle that we wanted to create and it just wasn't an option. And then you have people like, oh yeah, but there's so the benefits, right? The team, the uh like the, the health of it, the but it's just gotten so out of control, in my opinion. Like yeah. you said, six days yes. a week.
1: Agreed. And yeah. so
0: we have right now the boys love baseball. And so it's a very short season. Uh it started a couple of weeks ago. It goes to the end of June. Um, so no, no, we're recording this podcast. Um, but uh, it's, it's not, it's not what we are used to because they've got karate, they've got piano. And even my youngest just said to me last night, after a two hour baseball practice for a nine-year-old mommy, I I don't even think I like baseball anymore. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is not the point. This is, it's fun. Right. Right. right? So let's dig into this because I want, what you said about having dinner and how, like, so how are you doing that? How are you balancing that right now? And I don't like the word balance. We all know that, but right, like, right. Cause I feel like, but for really right now you've got the sports up here and down on the bottom is family dinner and family time. So how right. are you harmonizing it at all and putting it back together?
1: struggling it's actually today for us is one of the last days of for spring sports spring has been a very busy season for us so I agree the word balance is it's it's tough and I thought I was doing a good job at achieving balance by so I have three children and they're all doing spring sports luckily my youngest who's nine did track and it was pretty manageable reasonable As it should be for a nine-year-old. So the other two, um, we had lacrosse, which was pretty intense. It was almost every day. And then softball, high school softball, which is pretty intense as well. So what I had kind of established in our house was that in the winter, so my older two also play fall sports that are very intense. So I said, guys, like they would have loved to play basketball this winter they enjoy the sport. It's, you know, a lot of their friends were playing. And I said, we just, if you're going to do fall and spring, you're taking winter off, yeah. you know, and then you have the holidays in there. So winter's always, it's busy in a different way. Yeah. So that's what we did. And my youngest didn't play a fall sport. She wanted to play basketball, but again, she's still young enough and we're not, you know, rec basketball, go for it. It's in town. It's one practice a week, one game a week. Yeah. She had a blast with it. We had a lot of fun. So that was manageable. Um, Then going into the spring season, you know, I was ready for it and I knew it was going to be like finding, you know, that balance. Okay. Well, we had the family time. We did have a decent amount of nights where like, we actually all had dinner together and we were home and in the winter. And I thought I was ready for spring, but man, did I get clobbered. I'm going to be the first one to admit it. And I was just talking to my family. We've had a few little family meetings about this and, you know, my kids kind of roll, roll their eyes at me a little bit, but I'm really trying to be, I think it's important to really communicate this stuff to our kids to and yeah. to our spouses. And cause you know, we're not all on the same page. I, I can't go the way my husband, like he, my husband can do all that. He's fine running around doing all, he, it doesn't get to him the way it gets to me. Yeah. Um. So there's that, you know, and, and just, I find it really hard as my kids get a little older to I don't want to force my ways on them. Yeah. However, I am the main person like hi I'm the Uber driver these days, you know, for them to do these things takes a lot from me. So that is what I'm trying to communicate with them like we need we do need to sort of talk and figure out how this is going to work. Luckily, I do have like a pretty amazing mom village of of friends and we help each other and they're amazing, but I don't always want to have to ask for help and rely on people. And, and I certainly will give the help as much as I can as well. But um, I just don't love having to like, to get through each day to have to have all these extra yeah. people coming in to make it work. Because yeah. oftentimes with three kids doing sport, three sports, it's things are overlapping. They're in different towns. It's, mm-hmm. there's a lot. so we're going to be talking about this (laughs) as a family as the season winds down
0: I think that's great right you said about communication as well right like yeah and we don't want to force our whatever it is in our own like project that onto our kids our fears our limiting beliefs or whatever we want them to figure out who they are but I feel and I had this conversation yesterday actually on another uh, podcast podcast interview about the 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 family the nucleus of the family and how we have put so much all these pressures on running around and forgetting about family time uh you know everybody works seven days a week now like no no day off and it's really breaking that down and we don't like that like even last night uh you know dave had to take alex to piano and i left be- with with max and it was like we missed dinner together and it's very other than when i'm on afternoon shift where i'm not actually physically home it's not we we make a point of having dinner together because
1: it's amazing you
0: know, it's like we don't we don't want that lifestyle and our kids know and they don't want that like when you have your 9 year old saying mommy i haven't seen you that's the point of where it's like yeah. when yeah. is enough enough Yes.
1: That's <laughs> a good question. Right.
0: Yeah. When does all the extracurricular things start to erode what your values are um, and, and what you actually desire and how you want to raise your family? Because at that point, I think you know the answer.
1: Exactly. I was going to say, I just recently, I have been focusing the last couple of years as I've really been trying to fix this right in my life and, and change it and It does, I think, at the heart of it goes back to what your core values are, what's important to you, what's important to your family. And those are, you know, there's personal things you got to consider there and then things within your family. So when you really, and it's hard, like it sounds so, to me, it sounds kind of easy. Like, okay, write down what your values are, write down what you're like top three. It's not because when you really start to think about it that we have so much, so digging really deep. Thinking really far out, big picture, yeah. coming up with those core values helps so much in making decisions moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's the approach that I'm that we're gonna be taking. So I just said to my husband, like this, something's gotta give this. I'm can't, we can't do this again next spring. So, you know, I'm gonna try to make it a growth opportunity here, learn from it. But I know that I can't do this again next year. And he's like, Well, you know, whatever, we could talk about it we don't have to sign up for these sports again for a while. I said, but I think that we'll forget. I think we need to have the discussion. We can talk about it again, Ben, as well. But I feel like it's important to have these discussions right when it's still fresh, when everything's just ending and we're, you know, okay, we can let the dust settle for a week, but then let's talk about how did this go? What did we like about the spring? What did we not like? What did we miss? And just how did we feel? Because I I think the general consensus here in my house was that they were just exhausted. The kids were, we were all exhausted. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy. I mean, that's not healthy. They're not, not that they need to be A plus students. My kids are really good students, but, um, you know, we don't put crazy pressure, academic pressure, but they got to go to school and be awake, you know, well-rested just not run down before the day even starts because that is, I mean, that's the priority They're you know, going to school, being young and healthy and yeah, this sports stuff has to fall into, into the right order. So Absolutely. yeah,
0: Absolutely.
1: as why- the seasons went on, we did say no a bit more. I would encourage people to say no, you know, some of these practices that were every day. I'm like, this is crazy and i'm going to have to kill myself to get you to some of these you're exhausted and sore from yesterday you don't even want to go we're going to say no and i i had a little bit of a hard time letting myself be okay with that for a while because we are very much of the mindset like if you're going to commit to something you're going to do it 100% yeah
0: and i think that's that's a very good thing to instill right and In, mm-hmm. but on the other hand what how do you feel when it comes to Again, saying, yes, we're committing, but this is eroding, like everyone's cranky, everyone's tired, exactly. this is affecting our health. Like this, you said, something has to give. And yep. I, liked, I liked what you said where you're like, I'm going to use this as a growth opportunity because everything is, right? Everything is. And yeah. so is that something that you've learned about yourself? Is that being able to speak up and say enough is enough, or we need to talk about this now? Because I know for me, having those conversations sometimes are a little uncomfortable because I know personally Mm. I get very passionate about when I get tired and things that aren't working. I mean, everything's compounded when everybody's exhausted, but. Exactly. Have you, is that something that you've always been able to do to speak up? No,
1: nope. Okay. (laughs) That is something I'm learning. And, you know, again, like so simple, but the rest of the people we live with can't read our minds. So (laughs) sometimes we forget that. It's easier when we can communicate it. So I'm trying to get better about that and have, like, have a true discussion with my teenager, not, okay, I'm the mom, we're not, you're not doing this again. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work, you know, especially as they get older, they're resentful, even if they don't like it, they're going to do it just to spite you at that point. If you take that approach and Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from experience, so, and I have a really great teenager, but (laughs) that's, that's just the kids. So kind of, it, I, it's our job as parents to be advocates for them and to, to guide them, you know, so not force them into our box, but guide them to make healthy decisions, decisions that work for them and for the family. And so I think these things are important and it's just hard because our society, this is not going with society right now. This is a going against the norm, and that's really tough for like a middle schooler and a high schooler to be like but wait everybody's doing that and to say well maybe maybe we're not going to be in that everybody group yeah. for this
0: that is it's, hard. that's
1: really hard yeah. yeah
0: i think and i know like i said we've we don't we just never adhered to that because i think and again it's different where you live uh and again different schools do different things and the friends group, right? Everybody's doing it. They don't want to be left behind. Um, but I know like our kids have definitely embraced the slower go. And we live in a rural, like we have got, we let the kids, you know, I would never let them roam around the city, but that, that's part of my PTSD from my job. But it's like, <laughs> they can go around and ride their bike in the neighborhood. Yeah. And same here. Yeah. But I want them, to be kids because right, I feel there's just so much pressure from everything else. And then to running running around um, and instilling a slower pace of life where you can connect back to what is it that you really like to do? Like I said to Dave, I said, because my youngest hates karate. He's just informed us he does not want to do karate anymore. I'm like, why are we still forcing him to do it? When I wouldn't want to be forced to do something I don't want to do. And it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. Let's find something that brings him more of who he is, more creativity of what he wants to do. He's nine for God's sakes. He doesn't, you know, like.
1: And maybe talk to him like, okay, what didn't you like about it? Like try to figure out you know, again, make that a learning experience and grow from it. So picking the next thing, not that not they should certainly have, you know, activities. I'm not saying I'm not against yes. all of it, but find, Yeah. Find the one that is going to light them up and they're going to love. And that activity will change. Like karate was probably the right one for a while. So, okay. What did you learn from it? What do you, what would you like in a new sport? You know, yeah. what, what would you look for if I you can pinpoint it sports, maybe find one that works better?
0: Yeah. I think what we connect over so much is the whole concept of slowing down on a different pace of life. And before we hit record, we were speaking about different parts of the world that just live differently than we do here in, in North America. And um, leaning into these different cultures that do things differently and bringing that. And again, there's a whole bunch of different pressures with that, right? Because it's, it is sort of trying to go backwards. Um, but how do you do that? Like your kids understand that, like, do you explain to them, like maybe there's, there's a different way of doing things. Like you have that conversation.
1: Yes. And don't, you know, talking about riding bikes and things there I've done a lot of, I'm a former teacher. So I do have a background with, just childhood development. And there's so a a podcast I recently recorded um, just came out the other day and it's called the power of play. Mm -hmm. And it was with a, a youth sports expert. And there is so much our kids, even our high schoolers, even our teenagers can get out of Go meeting a friend at the park, going on a hike, going, riding your bike. My little nine year old, same thing. She's got a little posse now. A couple of them ride their bike, any chance they get. Yeah. And you know what? I can't tell you how often one of the moms will text, like, okay, are they around? And it's like, oh, we got this today, or we got, we're running here. All the kids want to do is go have a little independence in our quiet little suburban neighborhood and ride their bikes, play in the creek, you know find a new rock or stick or cool tree to play with. And that's what they want. And that is what they're going to remember those days from their childhood. They, they're not going to be like, oh, wasn't that, that, you know, lacrosse practice was so fantastic. They might remember being (laughs) exhausted from lacrosse or hopefully they'll just remember the positive things, but they're going to remember those, those moments of freedom. Cause I think one of my fondest memories as a kid, because I did a lot of that when I was a kid, just like riding bikes around. And I just remember like riding down a hill and having that wind, like blowing in your face and just feeling independent. And those experiences aren't happening as often anymore because there's so much structure and schedule in the kid's life. And they need to just go be creative, be bored, use their imaginations. And I have found that any chance my kids get when they don't have a scheduled thing after school. That's what they want. Hey mom, can I go? Can we go ride right by? I mean, they're dumping their backpack and they're gone and they're gone. They'll be gone for two hours. If I let them just exploring and being outside and being kids. And I think we need more of that. Yeah. Which you know what guys, as parents tech of a lot easier, <laughs> like, okay, I'm home. Stop in when you need a snack. Stop in when you need water. I'm here. Check in once in a while. It's easier for us. They're loving it. Like that's a win-win. Yeah, there, we have it. We don't have to schedule it all. And it doesn't all have to be run by adults. They need to figure it out themselves.
0: Oh, yes. I love that. And I remember like, exactly. Like I grew up in a very small town, so I didn't have, and again, a different time and not a lot of these right. organized sports, but yeah, like just the same thing, coming home from school, grabbing my bike, playing with the neighbors, like It it, Again, it is a different time and people are going to say, well, you know, you're just, you're a different generation. Yes. But it was a generation that families were together, but also a different independence for children where it wasn't structured so much. And I think that that's very important for them as we raise the next generation to be more independent and not being told what to do all the time and where to be. Because how do they learn to think for themselves?
1: They don't. And, and that was, that came up in this power of play podcast that I just did this interview. And he was, I, um, I can't, I'm going to misquote, but I believe it was, it was a, it was a D one school. And I think it was, I think it might've been lacrosse, but, um, these kids were, it was like one of the top schools. These kids were getting recruited from all over the place to come play lacrosse. And the coach said to them, Hey guys, show me some tricks. Like they, like the kids, the, these kids were just throwing, throwing a lacrosse ball around playing just for fun. And the coach happened to come by. So what's, what tricks do you know? And like, what? We don't know any tricks. Like they were, they had been like little robots mm-hmm. trained and conditioned to like, just do the the drills all the time. This coach went out and was like, this is crazy. These kids literally can't think outside the box at all. They can only do what we've told them to do, which is not, that's not your, your best result for a game. (laughs) It's going to make them a better athlete. It's going to make them play smarter, be, you know, have more different skills if you can think outside the box. So this coach went out and hired like some um, expert in tricks, in stick tricks and brought that in for the team. And I thought so interesting, like here are these college age kids who are some of the best out there in the sport that they play. And they, they literally, they don't, they can't think for themselves. And that's really Mm -hmm. sad. And we're not doing them any favors by training them that way.
0: No, because Because that's that's a metaphor
1: for life with everything, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I, again, I feel on a different realm of things that there is a whole paradigm shift about how we're going to be living since COVID, whether that was the catalyst, you know, things are changing. People don't want to be stuck in a cubicle for 30 to you know, 30 years yeah. anymore. And so there yeah. is a sense of the generation and yet there are still parts of the world, the country that are still training our kids to literally just be slaves to whatever. And I use that term mm-hmm. not to, you know, it's the term in the fact that they're going to just be told what to do, not think outside the box um, and just, you know, be miserable in a job for 30 years. I don't, I don't want that for my children. I want yeah. them to... Find something that is creative, that they love to do, that, you know, does it always happen? No. Find a job that makes the money while well, you can find the things that light you up um, and live a slower life, not being running around, like burnout, overwhelm, stress kills. And it's just, that's why I love about what you're sharing in the world, because it really is like, it lets slow down, take a moment and breathe and see what's around you and what it is that your inner inner being is actually asking you to do right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that inner voice is so important. And I think for many years, for me, I didn't even hear it. Like, I wasn't slow enough to even hear my own thoughts. When I finally let myself be like, okay, I have a choice. What do I want? I didn't know. It took me a while because you, then you're, you know, and you, you really... I try to focus on the future because you can't go back. I mean, you can't change it and you can't harp on it too much because that's not helpful or productive, but somewhere along the way, I don't think the decisions I was making were really true to myself or what I wanted, but they were the things that I thought I should be doing at the time. So I just did them and, you know, put your head down and plow through. And, and that's like, that's like a badge of honor in our society oh you work hard you know keep working harder and harder and harder nobody ever stops like is this work is this actually like does this fit for you that question never occurred and um i i do think that there's there's so much in our world that we miss when i am a little bit just living more presently and taking that extra minute I just noticed so many things around me that I was missing before. So it's like, it's adding so so much more than I ever could have thought, you know, okay. Can be a little less stressful, maybe not running around as much by slowing down, but there's so many other benefits. And in a lot of ways, once you start to take care of like your soul and your spirit and you feel like that's healthier and it's allowing, it has room to be creative again and use your imagination and just feel like at ease crazy things start to happen good crazy things and all of a sudden like whatever you needed to get done that might have taken you forever because you couldn't get couldn't wrap your head around it now you just do it okay done and it's great and you you loved you loved it and you're proud of it and you can move on you know before everything was like walking through quicksand because it's just you're so I was so tired and everything felt so hard so shifting that can make a lot of things fall into place. And I I have found that for myself. And, and again, I'm just going to continue to work on it because as I said, like, it's always a work in progress as we get, as we change. So, um, I'm not, you know, for a while I was beating myself up a little bit. Like, how did I let this happen? This, this spring mess that I found myself in, I felt like I knew better and I, I was just mad at myself, but you know what? I'm like, okay, I'm just going to learn from it. Now we know, we'll talk about it and we'll we'll just, and I actually feel a lot of peace knowing next year is going to be different because I'm going to make different choices. So for whatever that's worth, like it helped. I just feel better about it.
0: Oh, you just touched on something very, very interesting there because I feel that the, you know, the universe will keep giving you the same lessons to learn until you figure it out. Right. And I mean, we've had many where it's like, there's things that we just, between Dave and I or myself is like, I'm no longer willing to tolerate this anymore. And tolerate has such a negative connotation, but it's like my soul. I
1: actually love that. I love that line. I think that that's really helpful.
0: And until until you get to that point where it's the same as the, when is enough enough, you won't realize that you have the choice because we've all do, it's all there. Every single one of us have free will. But until you get to the point where it's like, what am I no longer willing to tolerate, right? Whether it's going to family gatherings that you get drained in negativity or running around like a chicken with your head cut off for children's sports or whatever it is, the job you don't want to be in at some point. Now, some some may never, and again, wake up. I'm saying wake up in quotes. Wake up to what's happening to them because that's whatever their, maybe that's their life path. But when you start to realize that this is no longer working, right, and you have a choice to change it, that's when everything changes.
1: Yep. And I I like how you said, what am I no longer willing to tolerate? It doesn't mean you can't. And I think some of us feel like we're being weak or giving up or no, you're actually making a really strong choice and just finding out when enough is enough. It's get that out of your head that you have to do it. Could you tolerate it? Yes, you could. Are you willing to? No.
0: And that's when, that's when change occurs, right? And sometimes you can't make the big, big jump. Um, sometimes, sometimes you can, and sometimes your soul will tell you when it's time. Most of the time it does. It's whether or not we want to listen, right? Yep. So what do you do on a daily basis for that slowdown? Let's forget about sports season right now. What, is, what does Amory <laughs> do? Sips her morning, coffee, um, you know, intentionally. But what else do you do for you?
1: My, I always, I I have a little bit of quiet time in the morning. And when I miss it, I really miss it. Like if I miss <laughs> it, it changes my whole day. Right. So it doesn't have to be a long time. Um, but I do try to have, a little bit of quiet in the morning. And I generally read, I have a little devotional. I do a little like prayer and just kind of meditate over whatever the message is that I'm reading that morning. My faith is really important to me. So I try to spend a little time with God and I try to then read something, whatever. I read a lot of self-improvement books. So whatever it is that I'm reading, I try to just read a little bit of that right now I'm reading seven habits of highly effective families, Stephen Covey. He wrote all the seven habits. It's an older book, but it holds true to today. And it's, it really is helping kind of give me some, you know, encouragement and support with the things that I've been thinking about lately with the sports and everything. So that's my current read. I just read a little bit in the morning and it gives me something to think about. And, um, Sometimes I'll journal a little bit just depends on how much time I have. And then I usually try to do a short, like 10 minute morning yoga or something along those lines. Sometimes it's just a little stretching. I'm getting, I used to run a lot. My knees are kind of shot. I love running. Running was kind of like the way I cleared my head for many, many years until my knees didn't like it anymore. Um, But I'm trying to get back into it a little bit, especially as the weather is nicer. So getting back into it, as we all know, is really hard and I've yeah. been super sore. So like this morning, I just, I did my, I have a foam roller. My legs were killing me. So I did my foam roller and I did a little yoga and I felt good. I felt better and it didn't take a long time. No. So I used to try to put pressure on myself with like the exercise stuff mm-hmm. to like get like a sweaty workout in, in the morning. I did that for a long time and I just, I, I was, I got so run down to the point where I couldn't do that anymore. So I've removed that. Stress from my life. So I do move. I move a lot. I have those two dogs. We're walking them all the time. Very active kids. Like I get my 10,000 steps almost every day. Um, it looks different every day. Sometimes I will go for a dog. So, um, or do something else that, you know, lift weights or something. But generally, if I can start my morning with like a little bit of gentle movement, sort of wake up my body and just stretch, I think the stretching is, it feels really good. Always makes me feel like ready for my day. I feel like those are, um, things that I've learned make a big difference for me, like these, those little habits. And then I, I try to be conscious of like our schedule as much as possible, where I'm trying to get better at, if we have, you know, especially with sports schedules, if we have like a really crazy Saturday, then maybe try not to, you know, if we're invited to a few things on Sunday, like maybe say no that sunday if saturday was crazy because we still we need some downtime somewhere so trying to take that back try to balance if you will like the weekend days the rest days yeah. but yeah, also just um trying to do that like in the day too trying to recognize just listen to my body more like when you're tired rest yeah. again so simple but i didn't do that for a long time So, um, I'm working on that and when I do it, I don't do it all the time, but when I do, it helps so much. I feel much more like myself and I feel like I can show up better for everybody around me.
0: Absolutely. And that is, I think the biggest thing that, you know, for you, the listeners to take away from that today is that when you do take care of yourself first, you get to show up. As a the better, better, best version of you. Yeah, it's not you. selfish. It's not selfish, and I, um, you know, self care isn't just about like the massage and the pedicure and the manicure. It really is about sometimes just sitting for ten minutes. Yes. Um, by yourself. Ten minutes
1: to think for me is like the most luxurious thing in the world, right?
0: And it's so funny <laughs> yeah. because it's like you know I used to when the kids were younger. It's like oh I'm going to go grocery shopping. You know that's self care if I get to go grocery shopping by myself. And it is different for everybody. For me, it's like 10 minutes, my meditation, just being able to chill. And that's when you start to actually hear yourself and what it is that you want to be and do and have in this world. And without that, you're letting life just happen to you. Yeah. You know?
1: And it's like, you're worth it. You're worth, it's worth it to try to figure that out for yourself. And one other thing that I would encourage people to you know, look into if they don't know yet about themselves is what kind of personality type you have. And there's tons of like, like Myers-Briggs and all those things, tons of little tests you can do, just read about it and you can kind of figure out where you fit. But I learned just in the last few years that I'm actually an an introvert. I'm like a pretty strong introvert Mm -hmm. and I had no idea. And I didn't really understand like what that was. I guess I had this image of like someone who didn't like to leave their house and like, didn't yes. really like to like super shy, wouldn't, didn't want to talk to people. And that's not me, but my definition of it is someone that needs that space, that time that we're talking about alone with our thoughts at to refuel, right. That's to kind cool. of restore ourselves. So once I learned that about myself, I realized, cause I come from a really big family, like our holidays and everything are always super busy. Lots of people. I love all of that. That's like some of my best memories growing up are the holidays with 40 people there. And, but I realized, okay, it's also very draining for me. So after a day like that, I need to have a a quieter day and not schedule like a lot more things with a lot more people. And that has been huge for me. And I also explained that to my family. Once I realized it, like I told my husband, I talked to my kids. I want my kids to try to figure out, I think two out of my three are extroverts, but I have one that's more, more like me. And I think that that helps them understand you better too. Like, Oh, it's not that you don't, it's not that I don't want to do the things. It's that I physically can't do all those things. Mm. So I would encourage you if you don't know where you fall, there's, there's a lot more than just introvert and extrovert, but I found it really helpful and validating, I guess is the word. And it helps me make decisions that are healthier for me.
0: I love that. It is very important to figure out yourself first, right? It's so good. Yeah. Myers-Briggs, there's a couple other ones and I'll put those in the show. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah. So good. So good. Oh, Amory, thank you so much because I think this is something that people, uh, this whole conversation about just knowing that there's another way that there's, there's a different way that they can live and it doesn't have to be confined to the hustle bustle grind always running around um and what society again thinks or what you think you should be doing um right. and that your experience and your podcast is just you know letting people understand that and say that look, I've done this you like if you need the permission, you can do it too yes,
1: yes, that's so, important. you can have that permission sometimes you need to hear somebody else say it.
0: Yeah, so yeah. much.
1: Well, where can people find you, follow you, the podcast, all the good things? So, the podcast is kind of anywhere you listen to podcasts. Let's Slow Down is what it's called. There's a little rainbow icon so you can find it. And I am on Instagram, Let's Slow Down 2023. You can find me there. And yeah, I, you know, love to hear from people if, if this resonates with them and, I love talking about this stuff. So um, reach out.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And if you know someone who definitely needs to hear this conversation today, please share and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shift Worker and on Instagram at Lianne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.